0: All right, legends. Welcome along to Scheme Me Up, body. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. i fairly, fairly excited this evening. I wasn't sure um, if we were going to get hold of Star Trek: Picard season two in the UK uh, for a while after the the whole screw up and dropping the ball over Netflix. We had uh, pretty much everything sorted there, but you know. For one reason or another, they dropped the new shows from the UK, Netflix. Uh, of course, Paramount Plus is coming. would have had a big part to do it. But uh, I thought having that happen over here, like I actually went and started buying all the box sets of the original shows just to have them. Because I was thinking, do you know what? If we're going to start dropping the, the new shows, they're probably going to start dropping the old shows as well. So I've got all the box sets on DVD now, happy as Larry. But flicking through the net tonight and realised, hey, 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 Amazon Prime has indeed got Star Trek Picard here in the UK, so I sat down and checked out episode one, Stargazer, and uh, I'm going to share some thoughts on it in this episode. All right, um... Hopefully I didn't cut myself off too badly with that. I'm using a new mixing board here for the, the music cues and whatnot for the series. So uh or for the show. So please forgive me about that. But this here is uh Star Trek. The feeling of Star Trek is very, very high on this one. The thing I I've felt about some of the new Star Trek is the feel of some of the shows is not just as Star trek as I would like this, just put it that way, um, you know, particularly, uh, the first series of Star Trek Picard, you know, I kind of missed the whole Starship bridge set up, you know, the, the classic Starfleet style, of course we had a Starship, and that they're taking them about, which we get back in this one, Seven of Nine has it, uh, Captain Rios has his own ship now called the Stargazer. And of course, we all know Captain Picard's first command was the Stargazer as well. So it's a nice little callback to him. We get uh, a few little things thrown in there. We hear a cadet called Sulu in this one as well. So obviously a descendant from our Sulu from the original series. Um, Yes... Tasty little opener to this episode. Incredibly slow, mind you. Um That's another thing about new Star Trek. A big problem that I kind of had with Picard season one was the the absence of the the captain's log. You know, it was a great way of saving time in the episodes like, you know, going through all Star Trek, you know, whenever we are going through one part of the story, you just use the Captain's Log To skip a story forward a bit Get a lot more in A lot more story in To a smaller space of time But this one here Drags itself out We essentially have all the characters Coming back from Season 1 And Discovering where they're at And what they're doing Uh Rafi As uh, a commander Again On a starship Elnor ...is the first cadet from... ...the first Romulan cadet in Starfleet history. And uh, he's got on the ship as well. Uh, We get to meet Soji again... ...who has been an ambassador for the Synthetics... ...on different planets and whatnot. Or it seems that he's been set up to do anyway. Uh, Of course, Captain Rios is in command of the, the Stargazer. And... We get a lot from What's happening currently With Picard, he's starting to feel the The strain of time On him And he's starting to regret Some of the chances that he didn't take in life And You know, it's essentially We're going to be playing big into What I'm getting from the opening episode Anyway, is the fact that he is The final Picard, the name's going to die with him Of course, that's something that was introduced in Star Trek Generations where he discovered that his, his brother and his nephew were killed in the fire and uh, there was going to be no more Picards after him so this is going to play majorly under this episode so of course Laris is Romulan housekeeper essentially her husband died shortly after the events of season 1 and there's the possibility of a bit of romance blossoming between her and Picard at the beginning of the episode. But Picard, after leaning on to actually kiss the woman, backs off, freaks out a little bit. And, you know, the following day, she's kind of like, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. You just you were yourself last night. Picard, he was like, you know, last night I was. And she's like, you were you, John, like you were you, essentially. Just uh leave it. Kaynan's where where it's at. So uh he goes to see Gainan as Picard is uh known to do whenever he needs advice. And uh would Whippy Goldberg, um played it great. It's almost as if she was never away from the character in this episode. Uh it was great to see her back in that role. Where uh she's just taking no nonsense from Picard. Never did and uh never will. But she says in the episode, you know, Of all the bravery and uh all the brave things you've done, all the exploring you've done, the one thing that you've always been scared to explore is in here and she points towards his chest, you know, what's in his heart essentially. You know. What happened him as a child? Why did he go to the stars? You know, we get a few flashbacks of him as a child... ...and his mother and her telling him... ...you know, look to the skies, look to the stars. So, um... We're going to get a lot of character building... ...of Picard in this series. Which I'm fairly happy about. I like to have a good, well-rounded story... ...and well-built characters on them. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens in this... ...this episode. But... Uh, that's it. Essentially, as far as the main characters go in the movie, we essentially get uh, just uh, an update of where people are at, what they're doing, and uh, setting out what's going to happen. You know, you know, kind of setting out the the pieces in the chessboard is what you're kind of getting with this opener, as far as the characters go. But in Deep Space... There's this crack appears, this uh, hole in space-time, essentially, appears. And, of course, different starships turn up. Uh, seven of Nine is pretty much there, off the bat. And on the horse ship, there's no human crew on it. She's feeling the the backlash of been Borg in the modern day, and the kind of like the racism, essentially, that she's facing, because she is ex-Borg, and whatnot, so she's doing the whole ranger thing, on her own, uh, there's a couple of people in there, attacking, and she takes them out, along with the the help of the hologram, on the ship, which is essentially Captain Rios, it was his ship before she got hold of it, of course, and uh yes, once she takes out these two, people, you never really discover why they're after or what they're trying to get their hands on Uh, but they they're taken out anyway, well it's medical supplies of some sort they're trying to get off her um yeah she takes him out and discovers this ripping space-time and of course the the stargazer is sent to see what's happening and uh, Captain Rios along with the help of uh Dr. Agnes Durati, she's there as well. She's been cleared of the murder attempt from the first series, but incredibly smart. And she works out there's... Uh, they pick up a call coming from this distortion in space. And uh, the Universal Translator is inconclusive to what it is. But it turns out there's... Oh, they, Loads of different voices Essentially saying the same thing Help us Picard So of course uh, Back on earth uh, Picard returns From uh, seeing Gainan And uh, Meets up with uh, another admiral And she tells him Essentially what's going on We've got this call Coming from this thing uh, Admiral Whitley Whitley She tells him that Essentially what they're getting from it is There's a race that can rip a hole in space time Who want to join the Federation But they're only going to talk to Picard So he is dispatched from Earth And just as he's leaving Of course uh, Laris turns up again she She shows more feelings than she let on to Picard Earlier in the episode she's almost heartbroken to see him leave at the end of the episode, and uh, we get to the Stargazer, and Picard gets on the bridge as admiral, and you know, he's he's having a nice little reminisce to himself about his own Stargazer and whatnot. So he gets onto the bridge and gets on the hailing frequency, and you know this is Admiral Picard replying on behalf of Starfleet, and we discover then. That uh, the ship appears And it turns out it's the Borg Have turned up So now they're in this Position where uh, This is in This is something that Nobody ever thought would have happened When it comes to the Borg And of course I've got seven of nine there Backing the whole thing up And she's like The Borg Don't let themselves be assimilated They assimilate you know, it's what they do. We need a fire first. It's kinda of like the her character and what she's doing here is kinda of like the uh what happened in the beginning of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> you know, we need a fire first. But uh, at the end of the episode essentially the Borg Queen uh gets onto the bridge of the Stargazer and starts to these tentacles start coming out of her. Body and under the control panels of the entire bridge, and she starts to get the access codes, not just to the Stargazer, but to all our starship vessels around them. When this thing appeared, that the government was the Borg, they they essentially called in the the entire fleet. At this stage, what I did like now in this episode was the fact that the ships are so different to each other. What I found in the the final episode of uh, the final two episodes of season one of Picard. Of course we had Riker turning up to back him up on a ship, Starfleet vessel. But then there's a whole fleet of ships turned up with him and they were all essentially copies of the one ship. There seemed to be anyway, there didn't seem to be any big change in them. But we definitely have a lot of classic designs showing up in this series. So, you know, if that was a problem that was brought up. By other fans after watching season one, they've definitely addressed it for this one here. So it was nice to see that you've got Excelsior and this one as well. And uh, it has the classic design of the uh the Excelsior from Star Trek 3 and uh the Enterprise B, essentially. So uh nice to see that sort of thing in the episode as well. So at the end of the episode they seem to be ...up against it. Uh, The one big problem it did have was, at the beginning of the episode, we actually see a part of this climactic scene of what's happening at the end of the episode. Uh, First thing you see is Picard on the bridge of the Stargazer. They're in trouble. It activates the self-destruct. It counts to zero. Everything goes white. There's an explosion. Then the whole of this episode is told in flashback essentially so you know at the end of the episode uh the borg queen just before the explosion says john look and he turns to her and she's like look up and he looks all surprised why the hell did you just say that there because it's just repeated the borg queen has essentially just repeated what his mother always told him as a kid look up to the stars so, explosion happens, and at the end of the episode, and I had, I have to say, as much as I enjoy the original Star Trek shows, to these new ones, like I'll watch anything Star Trek related, you know, whether I like them or not, it doesn't even come on dead, it's science fiction, it is what it is, it's, a, you know, just sitting down for a better part of an hour, and just... Checking out of reality for a while That's what I love about it But I do have to say In the closing minutes Of this episode I was sitting there with the biggest dopiest, cheesiest grin uh, Whenever you jump into some Serious fan service You can't go wrong with it So what we essentially have At the end of the episode Picard wakes up He's in his house again Seems like a lot of time has passed there's this, like, android there that's like a butler to him. And, uh, he asks after Laris. This thing seems to have no idea who Laris is. And, uh, then we hear that familiar voice from John DeLancey turning up and telling Picard, What did I tell you the last time we met? The, uh, the trial never ends. So, uh... It was just that reaction to, and Q turning up uh, does comment, oh my goodness, Mac- Picard, you seem so so old, and they actually have John Delancey de-aged, and he looks like the the Q that we would recognize from the Next Generation series, but he's like, you know, you've aged a lot. Let me catch up, and he snaps his fingers. And he ages into what he, well, essentially what he looks like in real life now Like, now you've caught up And, uh, you know, the trail never ends And Picard's like, oh my god, Q <laughs> So it's just That meeting up of those two again In this episode was just a, a genuine nice little treat for me So we do know In season two of Picard There's going to be a hell of a lot of time travel involved in this here Q's getting into it again And, uh, you know Q does have a serious soft spot for Picard And uh, it's going to be nice to travel this path of those two characters again for a little while So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens as the series progresses And I know this is throwing everything out of joint for the podcast Because, you know, it's jumping between uh, classic Star Trek shows one day a week Then the new stuff one day a week But now Picard's jumped in here unexpectedly you know, would have let this sit for a bit while before I came to it But It is what it is It's Picard at the end of the day You know, you know how the heck am I going to If you think about it If I'm doing an episode of the original series And an episode of Discovery Two days a week I'm going to let this here sit in the back burner For maybe months Before we get it. No chance So Goodness knows what's going to happen to the podcast from here on in Because, you know I'm not going to be able to leave this alone So what I, uh, I do believe It's every Friday, new episodes of Picard are going to be dropping Which I'm happy about I'm actually really happy about it because it's a Sunday evening right now I have to be at work for 6am tomorrow morning But I was sitting here now with the full 10 episodes of Star Trek Picard Hey, numbnuts isn't going to work in the morning I do believe it's a 10 episode series Yep Just checking AMDB there with their... Well, of course, season one was uh, 10 episodes as well, so glad to have Picard back, has to be said. And uh, so far in this opener, it's good. I enjoyed it. A little bit slower than I would have liked. But it is new Star Trek. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the... The old episodic layout of the old shows. And uh, I don't know, it just feels like there's not enough. If it's going to be anything like season one of Picard, or indeed uh, Discovery up to this point, there really doesn't feel like there's enough story there to justify keeping that the one series, you know, it's almost as if they're trying to take the one story and stretch it out to ten episodes where they can maybe do it in maybe five episodes, so it's, uh, that's modern storytelling, it is what it is, but again, you know, it's Star Trek, it's science fiction, and uh, I'm here for the ride, and hopefully you are too, so if you are enjoying this podcast, uh, please let me know, me up body at gmail.com. Hit me up with an email. Let me know what you think of the show. If you're enjoying it, or more importantly, how I can make it a better experience for you. The only way you can improve in these sort of things is to listen to some positive feedback. So positive feedback is very much welcomed. And uh, if you're just going to simply tell me to go and take a long walk off a short pier, don't want to hear from me. <laughs> so guys, until the next episode, stay safe. This has been a production of Coin's Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.